This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with our gentlemen, Kevin and Will. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about, well, a little bit about KC, and then we'll talk a lot about Tampa. Pretty straightforward this week, yo. Going to week 10, almost almost knocked off the Super Bowl, uh, former Super Bowl champions. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can, uh, you know, pull that same momentum Oh, back in the old B of A after the, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is going to be coming to our house with a, a chip on our shoulder after getting drugged by the Saints like that. <laughs> Man, I, I'm, I, I really got a joy out of seeing uh, Tom Brady's face on the sideline. <laughs> Yo, he was so mad, Joe. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us, uh, Panther fans, on episode number 73 of the uh, Four Man Rush podcast. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, as usual. So, hold on to your hats, Panther fans. The four-man rush is on the scene. Will, tell us, um, give us an overall view on um, what you saw of the uh, Kansas City game. You know, first and foremost, you know, I'm proud of the effort that they gave. It, off the bat, they came out, tried to win the game, went for it on a couple fourth downs, and really took it to them, jumped out ahead, and really gave themselves a chance to win. But I think part of film study is to find out what we can improve on and how we can start winning some of these close games. And I just think, one, the penalties got to get cut down, man. You know, I know we have a young team and a lot of new guys getting a lot of reps, but you're just not going to win a lot of football games with 12 penalties to keep setting you back like that, especially against opponents of this caliber. And, I mean, come on, man. We're in week, what, nine now, coming in on week 10. So, I mean, it's just we got to cut down on the penalties and mistakes like that at this point. I think we just saw too many coverage breakdowns. I mean, linebackers still not getting to their spots in zone coverage. And I can understand some miscommunications on the back end with a young safety playing back there. But, I mean, those things need to get fixed up on offense. I'm still disappointed in how we just can't the same stunts, the same blitzes. We just can't pick these up. And I mean, it's we're, and I think these are the kind of things, you know, yes, we're in a rebuild, but the, the key part of the word rebuild is build, meaning you want to get better every week, improve every week, eliminate and not make the same mistakes over and over again. So, I mean, I'm happy that you know, we went out there, we were competitive, played with a lot of energy and almost came away with the win. But I just want to start to see, you know, let's, raise the standard a little bit. We don't want to keep making the same mistakes over and over again. It's just going to cost us games. Because if you look at a team like the Chargers, they've been losing close games for the last 15 years and never fixed it. So we don't want to be a team that just gets that close but no cigar. You know, we want to try to correct all these mistakes at some point and, you know, turn this thing around. So I'm just looking forward to another opportunity this week to play another great opponent. I usually hate playing against a great team one week and then just having a bum team the next week, you just kind of don't get excited for. I think I love the mm-hmm. fact that we're playing two high-quality, you know, heavyweight opponents back-to-back weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, 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 it was a steel sharp and steel kind of kind of analogy. Kev, how did you feel about the Kansas City game, bro? 
Yeah, what I felt was seeing our team really take it to the Super Bowl champs at their place. Clearly, the talent level on both sides of the balls in all phases uh, favored the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you have, you know, Mr. Everything, and you know, depending on who you listen to on TV, some say maybe the the best quarterback already of this generation, Patrick Mahomes, uh, possibly the, the, you know, the most talented, fastest wide receiving core, um, all pro tight end on offense, um, hell of a rookie running back and and a veteran running back with uh, with a lot of versatility. I mean, you you know, looking into this game, you was, you said we either going to get into a shootout or we're going to get blowed out. <laughs> you know, that was pretty much the mind frame um, heading to this game. But it's, it's something about this team that that's like, you know, we're going to make mistakes. We're going we're gonna to have errors, self-inflicting, but um, we're not going to die. We're not just going to roll over. And I like the fact that we came out opening drive, eight minutes, and got a touchdown. Now, I was bothered by the fact that cost us two timeouts. You know, um, I don't know what the deal is with um, the play. I don't know if the play's not getting in or Teddy waiting too late to audible. I, I don't know, but, you know, something that, you know, moving forward, I, I want us to get to get better at. You know, um, glad it did end up in a touchdown because I would hate to waste two timeouts and didn't get any points out of the deal. Boy. <laughs> you know, so that that definitely negated that. Um, just when I, you know, just sit back and just enjoy the game and just seeing us, you know, really watch, you know, our team trade go blow to blow with the Super Bowl champs at their place. You know, the way we was playing, you thought we was home in Charlotte, you know what I'm saying? Right. Giving it oh, you know, win one for the Gipper, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, <laughs> but I, um, I just, I, I just, you know, I just like the fact that this team, is um it's just not laying down. Had this been twenty nineteen, you know, that would have been forty five thirteen blowout. I mean, you know, back beating in like a gangland video. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just just man, it wow. I mean, it was so many games last year that by the third quarter, you know, the game was already was already decided. You know, it was just already the outcome was just already there. So um, I just like the fact that this team just kept finding a way to keep the score close. Uh, when we got down, I think it was, what, 27-15, I believe, at one point. Something like that, 16, 15, something like that. Yeah, something around there. Um, we just decided, like, okay, all right, yeah, we get y'all the Super Bowl champs, but watch this. And, you know, we, we gave us some yards. We, you know, the defense is clearly – uh, bend but don't break. Uh, I like to know how much bending. <laughs> Oof, you know, who who you telling comes with this team? Uh, but you know, as a fan, it's it's exciting. You know, looking over the numbers, look at the numbers. You you thought you would have thought we'd have won. I mean, Tim. I mean, total yards. We had that advantage, four thirty five to three ninety seven. Uh, we didn't turn the ball over, which I said last time was going to be huge going on the road. No turnovers. You know, great job. Dominated mm-hmm. time of possession. Tim, 30, 38 minutes to their 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, 31st down to 24. I mean, geez, you know. But <laughs> but what it came down to was pretty much um, uh, just big plays. 
you know, is what really, you know, ended up being a deciding factor. Mm. Um, addition to what we was talking about in the penalties, hell, we was four for four in the red zone. <laughs> I mean, so the stuff that we were struggling with early in the season, we actually, you know, Super Bowl champs, who was almost 50% um, converting on third down. Mm. It was a uh, seven out of 16. And believe it or not, we had some stops on third down. Chiefs were six for 11, but hey, mm. it, we were six for 11 on defense a couple of games. We would have, we could have got two more wins. So, I mean, I, I see reason for Thanks. optimism, you know, moving forward this team. I do see errors where it proved, but like Will said, still seeing a lot of the same old uh, mistakes that have, um, that had that have hindered us. Um, you know, I like the fact that, uh, you know, the run game, uh, we had 104 yards rushing. We held them to 30. Now, mind you, they didn't exactly put a lot of effort into running the ball either. Yeah, so, I, so, I mean, that's where you got to kind of look a little bit beyond the stats on that. I mean, they had a total of 12 carries for 30 yards. Mm. Um, McCaffrey had that by himself. He had 18 carries for 69 yards. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was just pretty much uh, Mahomes and, and, his, and his crew, you know, putting in putting in all the work. Um you know, I was excited to see, you know, could Teddy Bridgewater go toe-to-toe with Mahomes? For a large most part, I, I, yeah. he definitely held his own. Yeah. Um, so just, you know, just another case of close but not yet. I, I feel the fans' frustration. I, I definitely feel, you know, the desire to end this losing streak. But, you know, um, I'm just encouraged to just see the team – gradually improve in some areas while still working and improving some of the same old areas. Um, I, I just know that, that this pat, this foundation has been laid by rule. It's going to pay off. It's going to pay off. We're going to look back at 2020 and like that was rough to watch, but it set us up nice. So that's, that's where I'm at after this game, you know, hell of a effort. Um, had it not been a windy day, we could have won that game because yeah. <laughs> Sly hit those balls dead on and you could just watch the wind just mm. grab them like, eh, I don't think so. Man. <laughs> I just I mean, knew that ball was going in. I mean, even that last one that he missed, I mean, it had the leg. It got there, but yeah. it was just blow. I mean, just, you know, it had that Lance Stevenson effect, you know, when he blew on LeBron, you know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it was, you know, the, them, them, them Kansas City wins. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm proud of our boys. Um, I, I, I love the effort. Um, 33-31 to the Super Bowl champs at their place. I'll take that. Right on. So, now, coming to our place, it's going to be the Tampa Bay Bucks. And we already seen these sons of bitches already. And we pretty much, you know, Loaded a full clip and shot herself in the foot multiple times. Multiple times in that game. We st- And we still was in the game. In their house. So, uh, can we keep Teddy upright? Can we run the football on these guys, you know, you know since we're not going to have CMC again? Um, you know, it's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of what ifs, but judging after that Kansas City game, um, I like to say that we can. We could do a lot of things on this Tampa Bay Bucks team. Um, so let's uh I mean, you know, we've already we've already played these guys before, but let's let's look at uh let's look at the offensive side of the football for us and uh 
and then we'll jump up to the defensive side and, and uh, we'll, let's, let's talk about what we can uh, what we can accomplish and what we need to work on uh, to seal seal this win against Tampa. Uh, will offensive side of the ball, man. I mean, you, we're not going to have CMC again, but hell, <laughs> what what can we do, man? The first thing is take care of the football. I thought we did a poor job of that in the first game. I think if it was two interceptions and a fumble, yes. and two of those were in our own territory and one on a scoring drive. So I think that was pretty, pretty much the difference in that first game. Uh, Tampa Bay defensively, I think they're going to do a lot of what we saw Atlanta do and Kansas City and Chicago, for that matter. They're going to bring a lot of pressure. I mean, they have a great defensive coordinator and Todd Bowles. They play a lot of tight man coverage, and they're going to challenge us like these other teams have tried to do. I mean, teams think that's the blueprint to take our offense down now is to get pressure, bring blitzes, force Teddy to get the ball out quick, challenge our receivers, and, you know, it's something we got to be able to overcome. I thought we did a lot better job of it against Kansas City this past week, though. So hopefully we can build off that performance and have a much better offensive execution this week against Tampa. Um, they do have a feel on def even though they lost uh, Vita Vea for the season on the interior was a big loss. They brought in a guy who wasn't there the first time we played Steve McClendon from the Jets. They traded for him. So he'll be in there with Indomitian and Sue on that interior. And I'm thinking that's probably where they match up better with us. I think the interior O-line is the Achilles heel of our offense or the weak link. We're going to have to figure out how to handle those guys on the interior, and they got a pair of good edge rushers as well. I mean, hopefully yeah, when Zokun want to play, if he wants to, I mean, I'd love to have him back this week to help us with uh, Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul. So that's kind of a matchup I think that's going to be real important for us is can we control this Bucks front? I mean, they probably have the best linebacker core in the NFL. I don't think mm -hmm. that's too far-fetched to say. I mean, you got – Devin White coming into his own, uh, Levante, David, just a pair of great linebackers. They really beefed up their secondary. They got their own rookie of the year candidate with uh, Antoine Winfield, a guy I really like coming out of the draft. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the status of Carlton Davis is at this point, but they have a, two very solid Auburn corners mm. as well. So I just – I like what they've done with their – on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, every time Brady gets all the credit, but – I think this is a team that's defense is going to be the ones that carries them far. So we got to work cut out for us offensively this week. I just think, you know, it's going to take – we got to pick up the blitzes and just give Teddy and these wide receivers an opportunity to make plays because I don't think there's anyone that can cover these guys man-to-man. -man. And, I mean, the, can't abandon the run either. I mean, we just haven't been able to run the ball on these guys effectively the last three meetings. They've bottled up McCaffrey, you know, week after week. So – Maybe we hopefully we can get something with Mike Davis. I know Reggie Bonifon is back now. He was added to the practice squad, so we'll see if he gets in there. He can get some touches. So I mean, it'll be a good matchup. I want to redeem ourselves from that week two. You know, I'll call that a preseason game since it's basically you know guys just stepping out there, not a lot of practice against live opposition. So now that we got nine games under our belt, you know, let's let's see it all come together. You know, have a good, well-executed offense, be consistent, and build off what we were able to do against Kansas City. Right on. Right on. 
Uh, Kev, how how should we attack this uh, Tampa Bay defense, man? Like, like we'll mention, man, they 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 made running the football extremely difficult for us last count last time. Yeah, well, the, as far as attacking this uh, Tampa Bay defense, uh, you know, you you look for you try to look for any weaknesses and. Honestly, at initial glance, it's, it's kind of tough. I mean, they, they're playing like a top five unit. Now, I know they got their ass smoked, uh, you know, this past uh, this, this uh, past Sunday night against the uh, New Orleans Saints. That lets you know you could, you could play how you could dominate everybody else, but when you play in this division, all oh, that's thrown out the window. So, you know, what I would like to see us do is, is, to, um, is to try to establish the run now, uh, whether we use the pass to set up the run, um, you know, it's a it's a, a variety of ways to to do that, and um, you know, I, I would like for us to, you know, run some more two tight end sets, um, honestly, to to put ourselves in a position where we can um, make some things happen. I know that the tight ends have <laughs> hardly been used. I think I read like our tight ends only have 15 catches all season. You know, um, which is a low number because I can think of some games where Greg Olson almost had that many in one game before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah, I definitely, even though Teddy is capable of, of slinging it, um, definitely just want to, you know, pick and choose because it's their, their back seven is talented. Now, if I would say there is a weakness to possibly target, it would be their safeties. This is where I would like to see you know, us attack the seams um, a little bit here because they're going to be blitz happy. So uh, our wide receivers recognizing and getting to the spot where the blitz come from, it's going to be huge. Teddy does have a quick release, so we can catch him. Mm-hmm. You know, if we, if we, um, you know, if, if everybody is, is focused on the same key, you know, I like for us to, you know, I know some fans were mentioning why, you know, it was almost down to one before we snapped the ball. This will be a week where I like for us to get to the line of scrimmage for about 20 seconds so we can get a good evaluation and kind of, um, uh, kind of, you know, force them to either show their hand or have time to adapt to what's going on. Like, you know, this is a copycat league. The Bears pretty much showed how to come at us, and we're seeing it every week. You know, line stunts, you know, simple, you know, D-tackle, D-in, line stunts is, is how teams have been generating pressure against us, particularly on the uh, on the uh, left side. So, um, personally, I wouldn't mind seeing some some trap blocking in the run game. Uh, use our tight ends like Manhurst, who's uh, an above-average blocker, you know, on some wham blocks to catch, you know, one of these defensive linemen, you know, jumping around and, you know, have our running backs, you know, saying hit hit the ball right up the middle. Um, I could see that as, a, as, as an option. Uh, I definitely like to take advantage of the aggressiveness and probably see if we see some more, some more screens. You know, whether it's wide receiver screens or screen with our running backs. I, I, I definitely think that with uh, Mike Davis around, that definitely adds an extra dimension. I noticed on multiple times against the Chiefs that uh, both Davis and McCaffrey were out at the same time. In fact, the first play of the game, they both were out there in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yeah, Joe Brady is not shy about you know using uh, personnel and formation and packages that can um, 
uh, create advantages. I saw some where Davis was at running back, McCaffrey at wide receiver, and vice versa. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's definitely some opportunities to take take advantage of. I'm sure they're breaking down the film to try to see if we can mimic anything that New Orleans was able to do. Uh, you know, one of the things that I just want us to hope we continue to do is, uh, you know, just don't turn the ball over because when we go back to the first matchup, Tim, again, we had the advantage in time of possession. We had the ball for uh, 35 minutes to their 25. Uh, we had more first downs, 20 to 24. We had more yardage, 427 to 339. Uh, but that, that you know, that turnover um, thing, that'll nullify all that every mm-hmm. single time. Every single time. And another thing is, um, y'all know that Fournette ain't did shit since he played us? Are you serious? Yeah, now, I get that he's hurt and he missed some games. Uh, but, you know, after his 12 carries for 103 against us, next week against Denver, seven carries for 15 yards. Uh, against the Raiders, 11 carries for 50 yards. Uh, against the Giants, 15 carries for 52 yards. And he only got one carry against the um, Saints for, for no yards, but he was more of a uh, receiving factor in that game. He had six catches for 41 yards, so he was like Brady's favorite uh, check down. Again, they uh, – they they ran the ball for NFL low five carries, and one of those was a kneel a kneel down is considered a carry. So mm-hmm. offensively during the game, they only ran the ball four times. So if that's their formula. You know, now th- maybe that's that's how they try to attack the Saints. Now us, they may look like oh we can run on these boys. Uh, yeah. You know, look see how Fournette did the last time. Like yeah, let's you know let's let's get him and Ronald Jones going, but um. But, yeah, I just think that as far as our offense goes, um, I, I still think safeties can can provide us some opportunities to make some plays mm-hmm. if we're able to use our tight ends to attack the scenes. I know we've been hollering for the tight ends all year. The way things look, not, not likely to happen, but, you know, just watching um, what other teams have had success against this uh, Bucks defense because the Giants were able to attack tap them that way as well. Um, I just think the opportunity is there. So we'll see what um, how now that we played all our divisional opponents one time, we'll see what adjustments we make on the second go round. Okay. Uh, and the uh, defensive side of the ball, how, how, how are we going to punch these sons of guns in the face, man? What, what, what should we do, Will? Should we should we focus on stopping the run and just making them one-dimensional and putting up points on the board, or should we uh, – put Tom Brady's face in the dirt. Yeah, it'd be nice to play from ahead like the Saints, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. make them in those must-pass situations and take the – that'll solve the run defense in itself. But if it's like a dog fight, like I expect, I mean, you just got to – I think, you know, defensively, we're just struggling to get off the field right now. I, I admire what they've done in the red zone to be able to hold teams from field goals. Um, a lot of games they have gotten stops when we needed to and give a, our offense a chance, no matter how small of a chance. But at least, you know, we got the ball in our hands with a chance to tie or win some of these. Mm-hmm. So, but I just think our offense just isn't getting enough opportunities on the field because our defense is on the field so long. You know, you look at our offensive time of possession and how we able to control the ball against a lot of these teams, but we're also, you know, 
I think, 30th in the league in defensive time of possession, meaning they're on the field mm. longer than everybody else. So that explains why our games are over by, like, 3.45 in the afternoon this year. And always flipping to another game at the end of it. Games are so short because both teams are on the field so damn long on these drives. So, yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, let's get the Bucks punter active this week, man. I mean, we at least get a punter, too. Team might as well put that punter on. Why even activate the punter when you play the Panthers? I think we forced well one punt in like the last two, three weeks. Something like so, that. So <laughs> yeah, let's get that punter some work this week, man. Yeah, These third man. down stops. No, but you look at the third downs. You know, I think you also have to look at first and second down as well. Because why aren't we? able to win on third down on defense. And that's because it's third and manageable, third and four, third and five, third and six type deals. Now teams are just getting those way too easily. So, I mean, I know we have given up some third and longs, but it's still where you want to put them and let, you know, Brian Burns and those guys putting their ears back after the quarterback. So mm. I just think, you know, we got to be more focused on trying to win those early downs to force more third and difficult type situations. You know, I'm looking on this first down plays. We're playing this zone coverage, giving up six yards here, maybe two, three yards on second down. Now they got like a third and three, third and two. I mean, that's advantage offense every day of the week. So I think that's just, we've got to be more disciplined with that zone coverage to me. And then, you know, I know we talk about these linebackers week after week, but I mean, that's where teams are attacking us. I mean, you saw how they, Kelsey. I mean, the Chiefs went to Kelsey all day. You know, loved the matchup he had. I mean, we tried to put cornerbacks on him. That didn't work. But they were just attacking us in that middle of the field. And it's just, you know, whether it's play action and they're biting too hard and not getting back to where they're supposed to be in that zone coverage or they, as they're dropping, they just lose track of what's behind them. And you got receivers, tight ends running in the middle and the holes in the zone. They just haven't been able to be effective in covering those underneath routes. So, I mean, hopefully with, you know, Jermaine Carter getting more reps now, some of those guys can step up. I think uh, Burris is back now. That might be, uh, I mean, props to Sam Franklin for stepping in and playing well, but I just think mm -hmm. Burris adds more as like a man cover guy, maybe more experience back there to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we just got to be more disciplined in our zone coverage. I think you look at our pass rush. We're very effective in terms of pressures and win percents, but we're not very good in sacks. And I just think that comes down to the coverage. We're not giving them the extra split second they need to finish their pass rushes. So I, we just got to cover better this week. I want—I don't want to see wide open. I don't want to see Gronk and O.J. Howard and Ronald Jones, you know, running in these intermediate routes wide open in these holes and zone coverages. We got to tighten that up, be more disciplined. DB's got to break on the ball better, and we just got to make passing the ball and moving the ball against us more difficult. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I expect the Bucks to attack us more balanced, with a balanced attack. You know, so we got to be prepared. I thought the run defense has been a lot better the last couple weeks, and we want to keep that up as well. So let's just see. I mean, I know it's a young defense. I get it. But like I said earlier, we're in week 10 now. We don't want to keep making these same mistakes week after week Fair. again, you know, let's, let's actually get better and you know, we'll finish the season strong. So we have something to build on and look forward to next year. Amen. Amen. Kev, man, what can we do, bro? I mean, <laughs> I, I'm loving, I'm loving what he's talking about, uh, what Will's talking about, you know, getting after the quarterback and, 
you know, having our corners be disciplined in the zone, man. What, what else do you see, man? How's that front going to look, look against Tampa? Well, when you take a look at the fact that through um, nine weeks, we only have nine sacks and 24 quarterback hits. Um, <laughs> mm. I mean, this um, – we, we just add this. We just don't have that. We're not showing that reputation of of getting to really affecting the quarterback like we are now. You know, just to break break it down, we are doing like uh, quarterback hurries. Uh, you know, where we're you know got the quarterback scrambling, moving off the spot some, but uh, definitely um, we just we just gotta be able to just. <laughs> somehow create pressure up the middle. I mean, we're talking about Tom Brady, a statue. He He's not that mobile guy outside the pocket. So mm-hmm. I would like to see uh, Dare Brown, Bravon Roy, Zach Kerr, and uh, whoever else were in defensive tackle, like really, really start to get that, that push to get him uncomfortable. And um, because what they're trying to do, they're, they're trying to sit back and throw deep. You know, they look at the fact they got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and now, um, Antonio Brown. Yeah, man. You know, here, so, you know, Aaron's by tradition, he's a, a chump play, you know, type of uh, type, type of um, person. So, uh, you know, for me, you know, as always, it starts in the trenches. And um, I just think that if, if we can get some pressure started with our defensive tackles, I think I feel confident in Brian Byrne and Hopefully we'll see more reps from Util Gross Models now that he's back. I know uh, against Kansas City he, he got some reps, but not as not a full complimentary set because uh, Stephen Weatherly ain't it, um, <laughs> just not it. Now Marcus Quains he does nice work. Obada Obada he does you know Yeoman's work, but uh, I love to see this be a game where Util Gross Models gets uh, a lot of snaps, a lot of uh, a lot of reps here. Mm. Um, yeah, that's why I said the the uh, trenches are able to um, get that inside push, um, you know, get Brady to, uh, to release the ball before he wants to. Um, I think that could play into our hands because that seemed to be what the Saints did because the Saints, they got 19 pressures on Brady. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brady was uh, – yeah, Brady was uh, – had a rough, rough – had a rough, rough day. You know, I had a – I was in one of the um, NFC South rivalry chats. I posted his uh, fantasy points. He had a negative 1.8. <laughs> I don't know so how many Tom y'all played fantasy. Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom freaking Brady. Yeah, Jesus. he had a, had a negative. Yeah, so that was like, uh, yeah. But when I look back at, you know, what the Saints did, I mean, uh, they had nine quarterback hits. They had three sacks. Um, they had eight passes to fit, um, defend it um, here. So, yeah, they was uh, yeah, they was uh, they was getting at them. So three sacks, nine quarterback hits. That's twelve. So I'm assuming the rest were hurries. So that's about seven. So you know the they got out to his ass and mm-hmm. and um, I've always said that the the Bucks offensive line, if you had to choose a weakness on the team, was it. I know they spent a, on their first round pits on. I think his name was Werps out of Iowa, at a uh, right tackle. So, um, hmm. okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I, if, it's, if there's going to be advantage, it's got to be with our defensive line. 
Gosh, yes. Good Lord knows Tampa Bay got a defensive line that's going to be all up in fucking Teddy's face. Best believe that, folks. It's going to happen. It is what it is. Now, if we can uh, just get that get that ball out of there quick, man, uh, I think I think we can neutralize that. I noticed uh, um, our OC has some new uh, wrinkles in our offense that allowed uh, Teddy to get that ball out. One one and one being when um, CMC came across, came from from the right side of the offensive line to the left side of the offensive line, and, and kind of tweaked, uh, you know, crept out into the uh, flat area. Caught the ball for that touchdown. Uh, I think I think going forward, that's that's going to really help Teddy uh, Teddy a bit going forward. Um, I sent Lawrence a link, and we'll see if he uh, if he hops in here. We get some uh, get some get some ideas off of him. Yeah, go ahead, Will. Yeah, if you watched the Saints game this past week, I mean, I don't think they were doing anything explosive down the field. It was mostly, you know. What we do with our offense, I mean, the short, quick passes, and then when Breeze had his opportunities, I think he had about eight or so, he, you know, pushed it down a little bit more than he was normally does. So mm. just got to – and it just comes down to execution. I think we can move the ball against anybody. We moved the ball against them pretty well in the first game. We just, you know, shot ourselves in the foot with the fumble and the two interceptions. So yeah. I just think it's time. I mean, I think – I hope the offense builds off the Kansas City game. I want to see – you know, it's be a more consistent offense week to week instead of having those ups and downs. You know, you see the mm -hmm. very good game against New Orleans followed by a bad game against Atlanta. You have an extremely good game against Kansas City. You know, bad game against Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know, bad game against Tampa. Great versus the Raiders. Let's have more of a steady, consistent offense from week to week. So I think, you know, if we can continue to build off – what we did last week, instead of having those setbacks, I think we'll be in good shape offensively. I agree. Consistency, man. That consistency breeds confidence, and confidence allows one to go out there and, and just fly around and you know and, and you know play at it at their at their highest level. So ho hopefully that's what we can. Uh, God, I hope we can bring that out, man. I, I will. I would love to see this team finish up with at least fifty percent on uh, in the division. That that would be uh, that would be great. That would be great, especially considering we haven't been winning division games like that <laughs> for a while. So um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, well, just gents, you need to go ahead. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say we um. Plus, we got the, the rest. We, we lost to Atlanta at home, but you know the rest of the division games are home games now. I mean, we don't want to get swept on our home turf against our division rivals. So I mean, I think you know winning these two could help salvage our year. And you saw they uh, passed a proposal today where they may expand the playoffs to 16 teams if games start getting canceled because of COVID. Ooh. So I mean, I mean, if we can string some wins together, I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe not make the playoffs, but at least playing relevant football games exactly. in December because our schedule gets a lot. Right now, I think we've had a top five hardest schedule in the entire league. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the schedule after this Bucks game, we're going to start to see more teams on our level, you know, those middle, bottom tier type teams. So, I mean, it's a golden opportunity to try to start some momentum this week and try to string some wins together and make a late season push. It can be done, folks. It can be done. Don't trip. Don't trip. 
That's why they play the game. <laughs> exactly, cause you know after this game, you know against the Bucks, uh, you know we got the Detroit Lions coming to town. So this will be the first time we've had back-to-back home games uh, this season, uh, and I think the only time. <laughs> so mm. yeah, uh, and then after that, we got we're at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I'm looking at put eight in the box with Dalvin Cook. I'll take my chances with uh, Kirk Cousins, <laughs> you know, because uh, uh, Dalvin Cook is uh, uh, running out of his mind right now. Then after that, we got our late season bye, uh, first week in December. Then um, we got the uh, Denver Broncos uh, coming to Bank of America. And then uh, at Green Bay, sheesh, um <laughs> You know, Green Bay in December. So, hey, um, you know, we, we hell, we played them tough in the snow last year. So, you know, who who knows? And then after that, uh, at the Redskins, that'll be the Rivera Bowl hmm. on the uh, 27th. And then the last game uh, against the Saints. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a chance where we can – we can get a win um, to stop this win streak Sunday. Um, I think it's a chance that we can, um, you know, make some late, make it late season excitement. So uh, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely out there. I mean, hell, you know, the effort we put up against the uh, Super Bowl champs, you know, I wish that was something carried over because that let me know, shit, we can go toe to toe with anybody. Anybody. You know, that type of effort would have had us beat the Saints, Bears, and the um, and the Falcons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but. Hey, you know, it's, it's week by week. You know, you can't rely on last week. You got to create that energy every week. So, Facts. Facts. Well, I was waiting to see if Larry going to come on here, man. Uh, let me give him a few minutes. Uh, any um, any key players to uh, to Sunday's game? I know we're going we're gonna to have Chen back. That'll be great. Uh, great to get him back out there. Um, anybody, um, anybody uh, that you that you see having a, a, a impactful game uh, um, coming up on Sunday? Will yeah, I definitely like to have a chin back just for matchup purposes. You got Gronk and OJ Howard. You got a pair of good mm-hmm. tight ends that you like to see mm-hmm. be able to match up with. Um, I want to see Shaq Thompson have a better day. I mean, I mean, it's about I mean, we're in week ten, almost week ten now. I mean, are we ever going to see him? You know, give us something this year. Uh, Jermaine Carter, I think that's a guy. He played well last week, so maybe he can build off of that. We get Burris back, so you know, I, I mean, but of course, I think it's going to come down to the D line. Though I think you know, if we're going to have a successful day on defense, it's going to be. There was all the Brian Burns, you know, whooping up on that rookie Tristan Wirfs and um, Derek Brown, you know, holding down the interior. Mm, mm. Ladies and gentlemen, Larry is in the building. What's up, Smooth? What's up with y'all, man? Shit, man. Talking about this Tampa Bay game, man. What you what, what you think, man? Yay or nay? I don't know. I know they're angry. <laughs> <laughs> They got drugged. So should be like a get back game for them. Got drugged like a like a crackhead stealing rocks. <laughs> he got caught behind the building. 
It's rough, man. It's rough. Hey, well, well, uh, just real, real quick, Larry, how did you feel about the uh, Kansas City game? Kansas City? Yeah. Game you should have won. Yeah. But uh, same things that we've been seeing all year. It's just a young team. We've been, we've been in every game. A couple little mistakes here and there. Usually are the difference maker. And that's what it came down to on Sunday, but it's a lot to be optimistic about. You know, you're keeping up with the defending champions. Mm-hmm. You know, I think things are on the up and up. I just enjoy watching the game. At this point of the year, I just want to see guys executing. I want to see outstanding football being played in the trenches. I was happy with the left tackle spot, except for when Greg Little was in the game, unfortunately. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think I'm done ragging on him. I think he is what he is at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Dennis Daly, I'm just questioning, like, why hasn't he been in there? I know he was hurt earlier in the year, but since healthy, how come he hasn't gotten a shot until last week? But um, Chris Reed's been getting abused a little bit, saw that. Yeah, man. You know, so I'm just on that tip where, you know, come draft time, Matt Rue going to have a problem with me if he don't address this offensive line. That's just where I'm at with it. But just regular takeaways. It's the same as we've been seeing all year. It's just – See a lot to be optimistic about when we're losing close games because we haven't established the ability to win games. Yet. That's not something that you just have. It's something that you develop over time. Mm-hmm. Facts, man. Facts. Well, shit, man. I guess all we can do, folks, is uh, <laughs> get ready for this Tampa game. And hopefully we, we carry over that mojo from that Kansas City game, man, and just put the funk on these dudes, man. Um, no CMC, but we'll get Chan back. Uh, and uh, hopefully DJ Moore will, uh, will will show his ass again, man. He didn't get a lot of targets that game, and people were wondering about that. Do you, you guys have any theory on that, man? Uh, let's, yeah, let's, I looked yeah, at let's... a couple of the uh, targets. I mean, one, I mean, they were playing man coverage, and he wasn't open on some of the plays. They tried mm. to get to him vertically on one play, but the pass protection broke down. I mean, that's just mm. – I mean, that's why you got to have an old line to protect your quarterback mm. so we can have time to push the ball downfield. I know a couple True. times, you know, he just took the top off the coverage and let, you know, guys underneath eat. And I think yeah. one play, key third down conversion got called back because of a – in my opinion, a bad call where they got Curtis Samuel on a illegal pick coming across the yeah. middle. yeah. Kind of killed our momentum there. But, you know, with our receiving core, man, I think a different guy is going to be the feature guy every week. I mean, we've seen DJ have big games. We've seen Curtis have big games. We've seen Robbie have big games. But it's just going to continue to feed the hot hand. And I think that's just how it's going to be. There's no true number one receiver. There's no me ball or hero ball on this team. We mm. run our system. We have our reads. It's a time and offense. The guy that has a favorable matchup or gets open based on the coverage that presents, it's going to get the ball. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think as long as the players are unselfish, which appears they are when you hear them talk in interviews, I think only people that care about these individual fantasy football stats is the fans. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like what they, you know, you listen to Curtis Samuel interview. He just said it's not about my favorite play of the year. wasn't about me. It was about making a block so that my brother could run 75 yards and get a touchdown. And that's just the mentality of these guys. So. You know, if they're not worried about stats and individual touches, then we as fans shouldn't be either. You know, embrace the culture that they're building here. And when DJ's opportunity comes, he'll capitalize. Well said. Well said. What do you think, Kev? 
Yeah, I just think the fans' ability to <laughs> screenshot pits, like probably what's been the most talked about was that one where, uh, <laughs> Will, you already know where I'm going to, the one where play design, DJ Moore runs, uh, I'm guessing, a straight vertical nine route, yeah, nine straight route, up yeah. the field. Um, and he appears to be uh, – well, yeah, he appears open because I think the safety trip and we end up throwing a deep um, – like a deep in route, a cutting route with Curtis behind the linebackers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did score on the drive. But oh, my God. Teddy's missing big opportunities. He, And I'm just like, oh, for the love of God. Pump your yeah. brakes, people. Like, seriously, okay, had he threw it and it wasn't a catch, Curtis Samuel was wide open. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's, it was going to be damn if you do, damn if you don't. But, I mean, you know, that's all play design. And like like I said, Will broke it down perfectly. That that particular play was designed to be cover three. Um, mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, the you know, that was a clear out for uh, by Moore for Samuel. Um, and with, uh, I think, um, I think Cooper um, did some sort of route to take care of the other safety to allow Curtis Samuel to come across. Uh, but, you know, fans, relax. Like I said, you uh, that's the only negative drawback about fantasy football is that it's got fans just just so obsessed with, you know, numbers and metrics that, that you're just right. forgetting about the simple beauty of the game. That was a beautiful, well-designed play-action pass that was executed perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got to say. Like I said, it's it's, it's going to be enough for uh, for everybody to eat. You know, some days, you know what I'm saying, you're going to have one portion. Some days you're going to have two or three. Just be ready when it's time to eat. That's all I ask. Just be ready when it's time to eat. Hell yeah. Larry, you got, you got anything on this uh, DJ situation? What? People have been complaining about DJ all year because he ain't the number one? <laughs> I, mean, I think we got spoke. three number. I think we got three number ones in our opinion. It's just these guys are taking turns eating. So right. he was wide open on that nine route, but like like Kev already explained, it wasn't it wasn't designed for him. You can't expect Teddy to have six or seven eyes, man. It's just he's going through his progressions and going to the man he sees. Right. Yeah, and his back. I mean, it was play. So his back return. I mean, it was a time. Like Will said, it was a time route. Once he turned around, he had a plant his foot, you know, um, and step into the throw and make the throw, which he did. And like I said, we scored on the drive, folks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, calm down. Woosah, you know, deep breath, something. <laughs> and, you know, and can we give a shout-out you know to Curtis is. Samuel? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but real quick, let me just say, can we give a shout-out for Curtis Samuel? Ten targets, ten receptions. You know, we, we've, you know, we've been on Curtis Samuel about them hands, in the past, and like I said, in this fourth year, I think mm-hmm. we're really seeing his um, true playmaking ability. Um, all that trade for him, trading him for Evans or Ingram or whoever up in the jug, <laughs> man, <laughs> shut that shit up, man. Yeah, you know, hey, man, he bought that. He bought that jugs machine, and he been on top every ever since. since yo. Speak on it, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Jugs, drugs, buzz. I don't give a damn. Whatever he's doing is working. So. Pay that um, man instead of giving instead of giving Stephen Worthy three hundred seventy five thousand dollars a game. Pay that man. Pay him. Get that man his check. So you got other guys that's just out there doing cardio getting checks. Mm-hmm. Pay Curtis Samuel, man. Yeah, go ahead. Were you trying to say something? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say. I just think Madden got fans thinking they know 
what a progression is. Since your computerized quarterback that you can control with a triangle, square, and circle button and see wide receivers in the back of his head. Y'all expecting... Especially got that R1 button so he can see all of the routes. Right. And he ain't got to remember nothing. And see all them routes, man. This you can do it on shit. Madden. Y'all think these live shit can do it in a real life. But nah, man, you know. Yeah, right. That's some of the comments you see, too. People say, oh, I'm Madden. I did this, this, and that. Well, oh, stop. <laughs> you know, I just you think mean? Madden got people trying to break down. And, you know, I mean, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, Teddy being perfect or the quarterback plays been perfect. But I just think the people who criticize him don't know enough about the quarterback position to be the ones to criticize him. You know, mm-hmm. the, whatever they need to work on is being taken care of in the film room. And they're going to practice every day trying to get better. So, you know, just, you know, just hang in there and we'll see how this offense gets better. But I think I don't know how you can complain, you know, scoring 31 points. He had, a, what, 100 and something passer rating against a defense that allows a passer yeah. rating at 80. That's one of the better pass defenses in the league. So, I mean, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we can only do so much, man. We just need help from offensive line and defense. We can close some of these games. Man, you give you give. It was a trip for me. We have fans even confessing they didn't like Teddy Bridgewater because in Madden, his arm strength. I'm like, what? In Madden. Are you <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. On, so i was just like it's, it's blown away literally like it seems like a joke but it's literally people who have a perspective about not just our team but football in general based off a game by ea sports so i mean it's in the game sorry <laughs> had to yeah that yeah that, that i just had to when you brought up man that just brought that up someone had posted in one of the panthers group confessed that they didn't like teddy bridgewater because of his arm strength and madden Ladies and gentlemen, don't ever in your life come on a four-man rush live or otherwise and talk anything about references to Madden and football sense. Don't. Just don't. Save yourself the trouble because we will clown you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We will bozo Barnum and Bailey your ass. We will clown the shit out of you. Do not come in here with some Madden nonsense sitting in your gaming chair talking about quarterback pressures and accuracies. But you better stop playing games, people. Jesus Christ. The four-man rush is for the grown folks. (laughs) Just saying, just saying. All right, gentlemen, um, any closing shots? Um, well, you know, as always, thank, thank our fans for the who support the Four Man Rush and all of our platforms and accounts. Um, thank everybody, you know, in the Four Man Rush behind the scenes that don't make the podcast. You know, shout out to Jadarius, Vince, Darren. Shout out to Monty and his ball ass, light skin ass head. Um, <laughs> you know, Cornardo, Norris, you know, the whole Four Man Rush crew. You know what I'm saying? We like family. So, um, you know, just because y'all don't hear them on the podcast don't mean they don't help contribute to the knowledge that we share and bring with you folks. So, you know, I just want to – I'm just I always like to be thankful of the blessing of the fans and, and the people that uh, that are behind the scenes of the four-man rush. Right on. Right on. Uh, Will, Larry? Um, just keep pounding. Let's get ready for next week and keep enjoying watching exciting football every week. 
Yes, sir. 100. It, it, does, it is exciting to watch these kids grow, man. It sure as hell is. Will, you have anything? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, talking to Panther fans is like a chore this year. But just remember, you know, it's a rebuild, you know what I mean? You start before the season, you all of us predicted some said two wins, some said four and 12. You know, some most said five to seven wins. They're on pace to do exactly what everybody thought they were going to do in the first place. I mean, now y'all want to overreact because we're not competing for Super Bowls and year one with a brand new team. You know, cut it out, man. You know, it's going to take time to try to get right and build this thing up the right way. So, you know, holler at me in year three. You know, first two years, basically, it's going to be evaluation years and trying to find that right group of guys to build this team and try to have some sustainable success, you know, for this next decade. 100, man, 100. Panther fans, y'all enjoy that damn game because uh, I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling um, we're going to carry on, carry over that momentum. Um, Coach Rule seems to uh, have these guys playing at, at, at a level where, you know, They'll, they'll rather bust their nose and and break a finger before they before they just lie down and let somebody just run all over them. So uh, I, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. This this is going to be a great it's going to be a great season for growth. And uh, quite frankly, with a new with a new staff and things of that nature, folks, that's it's always a good thing to see. It's always a good thing to see. So um, on, again, on behalf of the uh, Four Man Rush and myself, thank you guys and gals for checking out the Four Man Rush podcast. Uh, post game show all, all our social media platforms and uh, be sure to just to you know keep in touch man keep in touch reach out we'll holler at you no doubt <laughs> uh, be sure to check out uh, Kevin um, every Tuesday evening after the uh, podcast uh, for the Facebook live and uh, be on the lookout for the all 22 and shoot we'll, we'll see you around we'll see you around um Oh, by the way, uh, if you haven't noticed, COVID is still out there. Wear a mask, wash your hands, stop playing games. You're welcome. <laughs> and as always, keep pounding, folks. We'll see you on Sunday. And that's a click. Hey, I ain't gonna lie to him. I thought you was... <laughs> I know you was talking about COVID. I thought you were gonna say something about... Um, uh, uh, these uh these these fans are upset about the election. Oh no! Oh, you know, I am not touching that. I am not getting into politics. She love it. We out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we come in? The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.